Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Black Women Amplified, the podcast. Your host, Monica Wisdom Tyson, brings you downloadable conversations that matter to women around the globe. We discuss all things black girl magic, amplify our voices, and transform our challenges into triumphs. Monica calls on her league of extraordinary women to push our boundaries, share their expertise, and stories of personal transformation. Welcome your host of Black Women Amplified, Monica Wisdom Tyson. What up, Black Women Amplified? It is your girl, Monica Wisdom, and I am so excited that you are here with me today. We are embarking on season two, and it is going to be a ride. I have been working very hard getting interviews with some incredible people, conversations, I should say. I don't really consider them interviews, just conversations with incredible people, which I'll be bringing to you later on in the season, as well as, you know, broader content, as I talked about in the trailer. And if you go back and listen to the trailer, you'll see what and where we're navigating in season two. The whole intention is to, of course, be the most of myself that I can be, (laughs) share my stories, share information, and really help you all to fall more in love with yourselves. So I hope that this podcast inspires you, inspires you enough to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, as well as share with your friends. Get the word out, because my mission is to meet, is to have a million Black women listen to this podcast, because I think we got some conversations to have. So let's see what's been going on in my world. Last week, I went to my mom's hometown, Edwardsville, because I wanted to get out of the city. She was raised in the country, a country town, and it's really quiet and peaceful there. And I got there, and there's so much construction going on. I could not believe it. When I was a little girl, it was cornfields and gravel roads. So we would literally, our outing would be to walk to the A&W root beer place get a root beer float, and then we would go play in gravel rock quarries and then walk through the cornfields. All the things we were told not to do when we left, we did it. And so going back, I have this, I get this sense of calm and familiarity. I can't ever say that word right. But I feel like, you know, closer to my family. I feel closer to God. I get this grounded feeling. And I have been feeling a... And I don't know if it has to do with this PAMI that's happening, but I've been feeling this angst and anxiety and stressing a lot more than I normally do. I'm normally a pretty go-with-the-flow type of person, so I don't know what's happening. But I've also noticed that people are cuckoo right now. <laughs> Everybody is off the charts. So as everybody's off the charts, I'm trying to get back on the chart. And in doing that, all of the things, you know, sometimes you just get into a place where it seems like everything just comes down at one time and you're like, damn, what else I got to get through, God? (laughs) Can I just have a breather? And I went to this quiet space that I love in Eversville and I just started praying and talking out loud. And I'm learning to speak things when I talk to God, to talk out loud. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up Southern Baptist, so everything was quiet. 
keep it to yourself. But now I'm learning to that the Bible literally says speak. <laughs> so I have to open my mouth and speak. So I'm speaking, I'm praying, I'm crying, and I'm asking God to give me direction for what's next. Because like everybody else, I'm asking the question, what's next for my life? Because, you know, when you're a kid, you think your 50s, you're going to be like this old lady with grandkids. But that's just not my life. That's not my 50. And I said, what do I want my 60s to be like? I'm like better than ever. So that starts, that process starts now. So anyway, I'm crying. I'm praying. I'm praising. I'm in gratitude. I'm in all these emotions at one time. And I said, God, listen, I trust you. I just need you to get louder. (laughs) Like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you over my own thoughts. I can't hear you over the expectations that are on me. I can't hear you over the noise. So I need you to get louder. And I tell you what, (laughs) I drove home, which takes about 40 minutes. And I get to my door, my front door, and in the front door, there is a letter, a card, like in the groove of my door. And I'm thinking, who opened my mail? Because it was open. Well, I opened it up and it was a note card from a podcast that I did, I think in 2020, called Girl, Can I Ask You Something podcast. And they were gracious enough to send me a thank you card. I hadn't seen the card. I don't even know how it got outside of my house. (laughs) But I remember I just asked God to get louder. So here's what the card says. The card says, Monica, thank you for putting vision back into our vision board episode. Your knowledge changed the way we both looked at vision boards forever. We hope you will come back and record with us in the future. Sending light and love, Rumel. So Rumel is one of the hosts. Beautiful card, custom card, you know, all the years that I love. And it was like, ding. I just asked God less than two hours ago, what direction should I go in? And I asked God to get louder. The card w- the card was in my door. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> I really don't know how it got there. And vision boarding. Vision boarding is like my jam. I not only do I vision board every year, but I have taught friends and peers and clients how to vision board because there's a specific way that I do it. And in doing my vision board, people will come to me and say, girl, it happened. Because it's not just about the law of attraction. It's about really being prepared for what's to come. And so there's a whole process I take people through. I'm not going to get into it here, but I might do it. I think I'm going to do it later, maybe closer to the end of the year. I'll do a a soft version of it here. But I also, because I teach it, I'm putting it online so that people can learn it from me in an online course. And so I'm going to offer it to everybody who wants to learn how to truly vision board and allow things to happen. So let me tell you what has happened to me. It's how I went to Ghana. I remember I wanted to go on this trip to Ghana with one of my spiritual groups because, you know, I'm real woo-ish. And the trip was closed. Like 
they were taking no more people. I really wanted to go. I literally put on my vision board a picture, a circle of women, a picture of the continent of Africa and Oprah. She's on my vision board every year. And not because she's Oprah, because that's neither here nor there, but it's on my vision board. And this was around, I think I was 35, 36. So needless to say, one seat opened up. (laughs) Like literally one seat opened up three months before everybody was supposed to go on the trip. So around January, February, because the trip was on March. Not only was the trip in March, but the trip happened to fall on my birthday. So I spent my 37th birthday in Ghana and I happened to be in a circle of people as they were singing happy birthday to me, giving me wishes, well wishes and sending me love and energy and positivity inside from inside of this. We were in a town called Bagro and we were in a classroom because I was working with these group of people and they surprised me. I didn't even realize anybody knew it was my birthday, but when class was over, everybody had eaten. They were like, Monica, stand here. And I stood there and I'm like, what's going on? Mind you, I didn't know anybody knew it was my birthday. So everybody circled around me and they started singing happy birthday. And then the African colleagues and the students started singing one of their songs. And it was beautiful. I'm literally in tears because the energy was so great. Here I am, my first trip to motherland, and this is how I'm spending my 37th birthday. Magical. And then I got a bag. The town made, you know, made these beautiful bags out of the traditional cloth. And then inside of the bag was a kenta cloth. Now, every day when we would walk from our hotel up to an I'm using the hotel, the term hotel, very, 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 very loosely. (laughs) We didn't have running water. Our beds were literally on the floor, but it was amazing. It was just the bare minimum of a place to stay. But I'll tell you what, it was my best stay ever. So anyway, every day we walked, there would be a woman sitting on her porch with a loom, like a traditional old school loom that I had only seen at museums or photographs. And she's weaving this beautiful cloth fabric. So I know that's where they got it from. And because every time I walked past, I was like, oh, I want to go up and talk to her because I'd love to have a piece of it. So this is going through my head. So when I opened up my bag, beautiful bag, it had the cloth in it. And it was the Kente cloth and it was the red, the one with the orange, the red, the green, and the yellow. The traditional colors of West Africa. I mean to tell you, it was amazing. And I could not have dreamed a better trip to my first time to the motherland. And if you go back to season one, I talk more about my trip to Ghana, but that was my birthday trip. But it was my point of the story is it was on my vision board specifics, a circle of people around me and on the continent of Africa. That's all that I put up there. I didn't put all the words and things. I just put 
this, this, because I didn't worry about how it was going to happen or when it was going to happen. I just knew in my heart that I wanted it to happen and it happened. So, so those are, I could tell stories about other people, but I have a girlfriend who I taught it to her and she incorporated it into her company. And let's just say in 10 years, she sold her company for multi-millions of dollars. And she said every year her and her staff go through the vision boarding process that I taught her. And they have all thrived in multiple ways. So I say all that to say, I spoke it to God. Within a couple of hours, the answer came. And what I'm calling the class is Rock Your Dreams. And I'm so excited to be teaching it and putting it together. I've taught it, like I said, at conferences, to individuals, to clients, to peers, to family. And now I'm going to make it available. It's not all together yet. I'm going to update some things, revise some things, and just make it glorious so that you can have a great experience as you watch the class online. But if you want to know more about it or how to get on the email list for it, I've also created a an affirmation journal that it's, like I said, it's free to you. It's because you're part of my tribe and I want all of us to think and do well and fall in love with ourselves. And it's called Flourish. And it has affirmations in it, it beautiful pictures that you can put on your wall, on your bathroom mirror so that you can affirm yourself every day, all day. And to get that, the free download, you just simply go to blackwomenamplified.com backslash flourish. That's blackwomenamplified.com backslash flourish. So anyway, I had that experience in Edwardsville and it was just like, okay. (laughs) Then on Thursday night, after I got off work, I went to see The Woman King. Oh my God. That movie was incredible. I didn't know what to expect. I knew for sure that I wanted to support Viola Davis because I love her. I'm reading her book right now and I'm just like, wow, what a journey. And it just, I just saw we had a lot of things in common, a lot of things in common, a lot of things completely different, but a lot of things in common. And I wanted to support her and her work. And I just think about her journey as an actor to have to go, you know, playing a maid in the help. Now you're playing the woman king. And not only are you playing it, you produce the movie. You and your husband. Wow. What a journey within the film industry. And she, after winning an Academy Award, was able to go on and do greater things. Not every Black woman has that opportunity. They say that sometimes they say that the Academy Award is a curse because you don't necessarily get opportunities after that. It's like, that's the pinnacle. We've given you everything we're going to give you. We're not going to give you anything else. (laughs) So anyway, I went to see the movie. Phenomenal movie. I recommend everybody go see it. Black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. You will see yourself in this movie. It's definitely not a movie... I don't know. It gives you, it's an explosion of emotions, right? So one minute you're like, damn, next minute you're crying. This is my experience. The next minute I'm laughing. And the next minute I'm like, hey, and just powerhouse, 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 
powerhouse. I don't know how Viola Davis, those stunts, it reminded me of watching Ip Man. If, you, if you're into martial arts, Ip Man is a, I think it's IP or YP. Ip Man is the man who taught Bruce Lee his version of martial arts. And so Ip Man is this historical drama and it's just incredible. So it just reminded me a lot of the martial arts movies I used to watch as a kid. And it was just, it was just incredible. And then I go on the Twitter because that's where I go. I like to go when I watch TV shows that I like or movies that I like. Because, you know, you get to hear the commentary, the jokes. I discover there's a boycott <laughs> of Woman King. And I'm like, why are we boycotting this movie? Like, here you have Black women from all across the world being represented in this film. They're all chocolate, beautiful sisters. And they're from South America, Central America, United States, the Caribbean. Like, truly a representation of Black women from around the world coming together. So I think that was a message in the movies. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But apparently, people don't want to see the truth about slavery, that there were African people that sold other African people into slavery. Horrific. It's covered in the movie. Then they say, some of the commentary was, well, it's showing the worst of who we are. I'm like, really? That's showing the worst? The people in Africa who you never heard about until this movie, that's the worst of us? When there's atrocities going on all around us, like when you open your door? Okay. So then I was like, okay, well, who are these people? And I'm not going to mention the name of the people who started this because I'm not going to give them any shine. And I don't want you to look them up because I don't care about them. They have their opinion. I just have a different one. And my opinion comes from, I remember, I told you I'm woo-ish. I'm not a woo-woo girl. I'm woo-ish. I get these downloads from God. And there was a time in 2014 when I was freedom fighting and the download from God said, it is time to reconnect the diaspora. And I didn't know what that meant, but I wrote it all down. I wrote it all down. I game planned everything. And I modeled it off of the Native Americans, the things that they are they have gotten from the government. But anyway, the point was is that God was saying to me that until we really because think about it. So if you meet a Chinese person, they can tell you back generation, 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 generation of where they came from. They know their lineage. You talk to African people, they know their lineage. You talk to Caribbean people, they know my grandmothers, 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 grandmothers. African Americans, we do not know our lineage because of the transatlantic slave trade. We don't know what country we came from. We don't know how long our people have been here. I know I can count back being in America. I think I can count back eight or nine generations at least only because I have a great aunt who's 106 and she's still living, still has a bright mind. And she has told me stories about her grandparents. So, and then I have, you know, younger. So there's about, 
I don't know how many, gen- I can't even count it right now. But my point is, is that I know I can count back at least, at least six to maybe seven, gener- maybe eight is too generous, but maybe seven generations of people in my family. So I say all that to say that we've been here for a long time. But before that, before we came across the Atlantic, have no clue. Am I going to take the DNA test? No. <laughs> it's not going to give me any more information, but that what I already know. My blood is mixed. I know I have white in my family. I have, know I have Native American in my family. I know I have African in my family. I have a, a cousin who has taken it. And, you know, I just go off of his results. But point being is that even though we may not know where we're coming from, we do know where we originated from. Now, there are those that say, and there's, it's possibly true, I don't know, that there were Africans here as well. There are many different thoughts around where Black people originated from. But for the most part, we all originated from Africa. Pretty much everybody in the world did. But until we connect with our origin story, until we reconnect with the diaspora, we'll never have a power center like other countries do. Now, granted, we as African-Americans are powerful on our own, and we have built this country for free. I will always say that we have built this country for free. And I will also say we have built other nations for free. Just look at the monarchy. As they say, God rest the queen. But that monarchy was a bitch. So let me say this. It's important that we see the images of women, Black women specifically working together. Because there is a myth that Black women cannot work together that we're jealous of each other, that we are envious of each other, that we don't like each other. But the truth of the matter is we are all dealing with such intense trauma, generational trauma, that we have an issue with trust, not just with each other, but with everybody. (laughs) That's a whole nother conversation, including with ourselves. We have a problem with trusting ourselves. And that's just, we might be confident, we might be going out doing the damn thing, but we do have trust issues. And that's just the truth. And I don't know too many Black women who don't. Even those of faith, you still question everything. And I tell people, Jesus questioned, why can't we? But I say all that to say, I say all this to say, like I did when I went to Eversville, get away from the noise, see the movie for yourself, take your kids to see the movie. Because the imagery, if they can sit up and watch video games, you're like, oh my God, it's so violent. They can sit up and watch these video games all day. They can handle woman queen, king. I love the term king. I think think I'm going to go by woman king from now on. But it was just a powerful story. The storytelling is beautiful. The cinematography is beautiful. The fight scenes are like, wow. I mean, incredible. And it's just beautiful to see women, Black women, leading this type of role. And to see a Black woman direct it and a Black woman produce it. You know, there's many producers that that produce the film. But to see Viola Davis put herself in the seat of producer 
puts her in the same position as Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, because now she's producing. It took her seven years to get this film made. It took her years to find a director because she said nobody wanted to touch it. It took her, you know, finding the right actors to do the role. And that's a lot. (laughs) I guarantee you that Steven Spielberg has probably been said no to many times, but he also gets more yeses than Viola Davis will ever get. So support the film. See it on the big screen. Oh my God. So this is my first time going to the movies at all since 2019. And I went to see Star Wars with my family during Christmas. We always go see movies during Christmas time. And then John Bodega was in the movie. He played the stormtrooper. So my first movie coming back, he's also in the movie. And he was fantastic. He was fantastic. <laughs> Ooh, the men in the movie were fine. But it was just a beautiful tale. It's not a documentary. I want to be clear. It is not a documentary. It is inspired and there are some historical accuracies, but there's also a lot of movie magic. I wouldn't call it fantasy, but you have to tell a solid story. Anyway, go see it for yourself. And also understand that when you talk about slavery, we have to tell the whole story. It's important that we don't make it continue to allow it to be a myth. And as African-Americans, we cannot continue to have this magical view of what Africa is only because we need to know the truth. And through the truth is when true healing and reconciliation for us will happen because we need to know who did what, when they did it. Just the facts, (laughs) ma'am. So I know Lupita did a documentary about the warriors in this movie. And I'm not saying the name of the warriors because I cannot remember it at this time and I don't want to mispronounce it. But if you Google it, you can see it. I think it was on BBC. And then, of course, there's stories and books. And Zora Neale Hurston, her final book was with one of the survivors, one of the last slaves in America and one of the last survivors, I believe, of of the Dahoney people. I should have written it down. I didn't. But Google will be your best friend in this moment. (laughs) So go see the movie. And here's the other piece of it where I started off talking about. I just got so, I didn't mean to talk about the movie this long, but I did. But I just wanted to say, take some time because we as a nation, as a world have gone through a really joint traumatic experience. And we have to be patient with ourselves and find spaces to breathe and to heal. Because if you find yourself popping off or your anxiety is going crazy, you find yourself drinking more, or you find yourself, you know, recoiling and becoming like a hermit, like really, really just get quiet so you can start to unravel all of that. Because if you don't handle it, it will be handled in a way that you probably won't be excited about. So get quiet, get still, and get inside of yourself to understand what's really going on. You're not losing it. We're all dealing with post-traumatic PAMI disorder. (laughs) 
that's how I'm going to put that. We've all been in a war for our lives. And I just think about a couple of years ago, you couldn't find toilet paper. You couldn't find Lysol. We were all stuck in the house and now everybody's outside and people are still nervous and scared and everybody's divided and all these things are going on. People are trying to recover. People are starting over. There's so many emotions happening, but I just invite you to take some time. If you're close to nature, go spend a couple of hours in nature, just in peace and quiet. You know, if you're close to water, the river, the ocean, a lake, Just take a couple of hours and go sit there and just be peaceful. We're all hustling to the next moment, but the truth of the matter is the moment is going to come whether you're feeling it in peace or anxiety. And I say, choose peace. This is your girl, Monica Wisdom. Thank you for listening to the Black Women Amplified podcast. Please take some time and to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, as well as subscribe so that you know when the next episode comes up. And please, please, please feel free to share this with your tribe. And don't forget to get your affirmation journal called Flourish at www.blackwomenamplified.com backslash flourish. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Black Women Amplified. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and log on to blackwomenamplified.com for more information. Keep shining.